Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Cosmic Laundry Podcast, a place where we explore modern spirituality in all of its forms. I'm your host, Giselle Plamondon, and I'm here to guide you on your journey into learning more about your soul's path. I am a social worker, astrologer, and human design guide, and I love to share new ideas, new information, and deeper wisdom with you all, especially as I'm on this path and learning everything with you by your side. So join me every Friday as I open space and explore topics and ideas that will support you in understanding yourself and the world better. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Laundry Podcast. I'm your host Giselle Plamondon and I'm really excited about today's topic. So this month, because we are in the season of Capricorn, we're really leaning into Dharma and legacy and purpose and our path, right? That's what Capricorn season ushers us into or gets us to look at is what kind of ancestor do we want to be? What what type of parent do we want to be? What type of business owner do we want to be? You know, any area in your life where you are responsible for something or someone outside of yourself, that is where your Capricorn energy can start to kind of, you know, lean in. And so during Capricorn season, during this season of the elder, which if you're inside Divinely Guided, our astrology membership, you know that this month we're really focusing on this archetype of what does it mean to be an elder and, and what area of life are you expected to be an elder and where do you or how do you tap into this energy, right? We're all kind of under that influence this month, you know? And so I wanted to do a, a focus this month on the podcast on business and on career and reputation and legacy and purpose and all of these different things. I get a ton of questions daily about purpose and how to find purpose. And while I, I do believe that our purpose is so much bigger than how we make money, I think that how you make money and and you know, your career is such a small part of who you are. It's a, such a small part of what your soul came here to experience. There are some aspects of that where um, it is important to know this aspect of yourself. There's also, you know, some of us came here to work. <laughs> some of us came here to do business. For some of us, this part of life is really, really significant too. So today I wanted to talk with you about the midheaven. This is... Something that is really important to me, I think, especially because I've been doing a lot of work with people um, who are starting small businesses, or I actually hate calling them small businesses. I'm trying to eradicate that from my vocabulary because I think calling it a small business just keeps it small. I understand why we say small business. It lets people know that it's more local or like, you know, it's not this giant corporation, but um, yeah, I just don't like <laughs> small business. Um, so, uh, okay. I just got totally off track, but 
I've been doing a lot of work with people who are starting soul aligned businesses, right? Businesses that feel really good for them. Businesses that feel like, okay, this is what I meant to do. This is where I can use my gifts. This is kind of uh, the work that I came here to do, right? And in that work with clients, I do a lot of I don't know what you would call it. It's technically branding, but there's a bit of it that's about like PR and creating or crafting a, a public image that is protective of you and then also aligned with what the public wants to see in you. I think a lot of times when we are crafting our image, whether it's you know, you're just a person who's online on social media, or you're building a business or even in your career, right? There's certain expectations that people have of you. Um, it's really easy. And I think a lot of people often want to build that image or that brand around their sun sign, because our sun sign is what we are supremely gifted at. It is really what we came to be noticed for. And it's where our ego is the most attached. So we often want to be seen in that light. And it's not that you can't be or you won't be. It's just that your midheaven and your rising sign, which we're not really going to get into the rising sign today, but those two aspects of self are going to be the first thing that people see when they meet you. Your reputation precedes you, right? There's a reason that that is a, a common saying. It's like, before someone ever meets you or engages with your work or, you know, interacts with you in any way, there's going to be a reputation about you, an aura about you. And that will usually, for most people, align with their midheaven. So if you are afraid of your midheaven placement or you hate this aspect of yourself or you look at your midheaven and you go, that is not me and that will never be me, um, then you are missing out on an opportunity to brand yourself in a way that is going to be really congruent. I always say with clients, like your sun sign is your gift, definitely. But that is something that, you know, it's okay to keep your sun sign safe and protected and to keep those gifts for the people who pay you. Not everybody needs to have access to every single part of you. And I really believe that the midheaven works in this protective way where it creates a reputation or a legacy or this idea of who you are that is pretty far from who you are, unless you have, you know, your sun or your moon or other prominent placements in that same sign, your midheaven is going to be very, very far from who you actually are um, in a day-to-day -day sense. And I think that that protects you. So especially if you're someone that wants to do big things in the world, it's okay for people to misunderstand you. It's okay for people to not get you. In fact, I think that there's a part of that that is important and protective. And I think that's why a lot of celebrities actually create these alter egos, right? When we look at like Paris Hilton is a really good example of this. Actually, let me see. I wonder if she has a Libra midheaven. I think she does. I remember doing research on Libra Midheavens a while ago because that's my Midheaven placement. And um, the way that she kind of showed up in the world in the beginning of her career, just in this very, yeah, she does. She is a Libra Midheaven. So that whole, like, that's hot. Like that whole thing that she did um, was very, very Libra Midheaven. She's a really intelligent 
person. She is an Aquarius sun and an Aquarius Mercury. And uh, if you listen to her in interviews now, she is really fucking smart, like whip smart. But if she had led with that and tried to come into the world, um, kind of just wanting to be respected for her intelligence, if that had been what she had led with, I don't know that she would have been like the pop culture icon that she is today. She led with her Libra midheaven. And whether that was because she has an astrologer and her astrologer guided her towards that, or she just intuitively knew like this alter ego is going to save me. This is going to fix me. Maybe not fix me, but she was going through a lot of really difficult things um, at the height of her career or her fame. And I think that that alter ego she created really protected her. And so that's what I think of with the midheaven as well. So one part of this is like, we are growing into it. So the older I get, the, the, <laughs> the closer I get to the grave, right? The more Libra-ish I'm going to become. Um, there's an energy with the midheaven of we are rising into that. We are leaning into that. We're growing into that, right? And children often, um, are aligned with their midheaven already. I think what happens is that we become disconnected from it and then we kind of have to find our way home. Very similar to the work we have to do with our rising sign. Um, so it's this catch 22 where when you're in the height of your career, probably your 20s, 30s, 40s, like you're probably not going to feel super connected to your midheaven unless you've done a lot of work. But the older you get, the more you will feel more connected to this. There is some theories that your midheaven is your sun sign in your next life. So you're learning that energy so you can be prepared. Um, so yeah, your midheaven is really important. It's your reputation and it, it really is this thing that is here to support you in creating whatever it is that you came here to do. Your sun sign is going to do a lot of the work, but your midheaven is going to kind of go the extra mile for you, if that makes sense. So this episode is really important for anyone who, here are some ways where you can use your midheaven and here is, is how it can really support you. So it's really helpful to know if you are lost in terms of you don't know what your path or your purpose is. Your midheaven will show you not necessarily the, the exact career you're meant to follow, but the role you're meant to have in your public life, in your career, right? So if you're lost there, the midheaven can help you. If you're dating or you move to a new city or you're trying to make friends, like leaning into your midheaven can be super helpful because people already see you that way. And it's kind of like, the first entry point to you. It helps a lot in dating, actually. I'm considering maybe making a little mini course on how to date with your midheaven because it's really fun, actually. Um, and then, of course, it helps with branding. It helps with especially personal branding. So if 2024 is the year for you where you're creating a personal brand, whether that is that you want to be an influencer or you have a service-based business where people are going to be working with you directly, or maybe you just love to create. Maybe you're an artist or a poet or um, you know anything like that. Your midheaven and understanding that is going to be really helpful. Okay. So I'm going to go quickly through the 12, um, midheaven signs and just some of the basics of what you need to know. If that is your midheaven sign, there is a lot more information about 
these 12 midheavens and how to work with them and what the aesthetics look and, and how you might actually create that brand or create that vision um, inside Radiant Design, which I am relaunching the day that this podcast launches. So Radiant Design is our, it's my favorite course that I've created so far. And it's all about branding. It's all about creating a personal brand in alignment with your astrology. Um, so the Midheaven is one of the many things that we cover in there. So if you're listening to this and you are like, I need to know more about this part of my chart, then the link to purchase Radiant Design, which is a course that you can do in your own time. It's a self-guided course. It'll take you probably three hours plus the work obviously it takes after to create the brand. Um, all of the links and everything you need for that will be tagged below. Okay. Um, okay. One other thing that I want to say, a caveat, one of the reasons I don't do a lot of this type of, of, um, work on the podcast where I don't go through the 12 Mars signs or the 12 sun signs is because so many different things in your chart can shift this. So what I am talking about today is the pure like Aries midheaven, the pure Taurus midheaven. You're probably not going to relate with 100% of the things that I'm talking about with your midheaven sign because there are other things in your chart. You might have the sun conjunct the midheaven. Your midheaven might be, you know, your midheaven ruler might be in the first house. Like there's lots of things that can shift the way that this shows up. So don't take this all Take it all with a grain of salt, always. This type of astrology is called cookbook astrology, and it's really helpful for what it's useful for, which is learning and getting the basics, but it has its limitations. And the only way to truly understand your midheaven at a deep level is to get a reading, okay? Okay, so let's start. I'm going to tell you... Yeah. Okay. Actually, we're going to go through them right from like Aries to Pisces. I was going to do like fire signs first, then earth signs, but let's just do them in order. So Aries midheavens, these are some of my favorite people on the planet. Um, I have a lot of Aries midheaven people in my life. Um, a lot of times cancer risings will be will be Aries Midheavens. And you've got you've heard me talk many, many times about my love for Cancer Risings. I have a lot of these people in my life. Um and of course not all of them will have an Aries Midheaven, but it is really common for them too. So the thing with the Midheaven is that the the energy of the Midheaven is always opposite from the IC, right? So every single person that has an Aries MC, which by the way, if you don't know what your Midheaven is, it's that point in the chart that literally says MC. It'll be at the top of the chart in anywhere from the 8th to the 12th house, usually though in the 10th, 11th, or 9th. And um, this is always directly opposite the IC, which we're not doing an episode about the IC today, so I won't talk too much about it. But the IC is much more aligned with who you are at home. It is like, you know how most of us are very, very different people out in the world than we are at home, right? Our inner circle knows a version of ourselves that the rest of the world just doesn't get access to, right? This is just true for everybody. And so Aries Midheavens, there's this energy with them 
of being so strong, so stubborn. They have this like fieriness about them. These are people that you meet and you go, that person means business. That person is not somebody that I want to piss off. That person is powerful. There, There's a, a like a warrior spirit with the Aries midheaven. Like if I had to think of one way to describe Aries energy, it is that warrior or that hero. These are people who usually feel as though they have a really big purpose or path. They do really well as entrepreneurs. They're not the best employees because they need to have a lot of control over their lives and over their energy and over like what they're doing. And they have a lot of ideas. So they do really well in the entrepreneurial space because not only do they have these ideas, but they have the bravery or the courage to be able to act on them, to move towards them. So Aries Midheavens, often, if they're not in entrepreneurship, they're in roles of leadership or management, um, or sometimes they'll be in, in hero jobs like police officers, military, firefighters, paramedics, things like that. But they really like that fast pace, having to think on your feet, um, really being needed. Aries Midheaven people need to be needed and not being needed is very challenging for them. The ironic thing though, is that they all have a Libra IC. So in their home life and with the people that they care most about, they are soft. <laughs> they are so soft and gooey and um, loving and they can be a little bit people pleasy. So sometimes this is like, you know, that guy that you meet at work and at work, he's such a boss and he doesn't take shit from nobody. And then you meet his wife and she just like tells him what to do. And it's like, more bossy than him and he kind of just rolls over and takes it that can kind of be the Aries midheaven right and so I don't want to say like that makes it sound really negative I don't mean rolls over and takes it as though they're like weak or things like that at home they're just very um they're really good at collaboration and they're really good at cooperation. And so the people in their lives, especially their children, um, because the fourth house is really connected to our, our home and our children and these things, their children tend to see them as these very soft, loving, open people, even if the rest of the world doesn't see them that way, right? So Aries Midheavens are here to do really big work. They're here to be leaders. Um and they are powerful, you know, and that's something that you feel from them, from them very, very quickly. So even if you as an Aries Midheaven don't feel powerful, it's important that you lean into that because that is what people see from you. And that is what people expect from you. And that is the reputation that you're going to have. It's also not worth fighting that reputation, trying to show people that more Libra vibe. That is for your close people and you're close people only. And it's okay if the rest of the world thinks that you have a temper or thinks that you are impulsive or whatever the things are, because that is part of your, your path is being the person that is willing to do the thing that nobody else wants to do and is brave enough to step out into the fire and to do those things, right? So that in a nutshell is the Aries Midheaven. If you have an Aries Midheaven, it's really important that you look at where Mars is in your chart. 
because that will tell you a lot about um, how this midheaven shows up and, you know, give you a bit more nuance into your path and your, your purpose. So next we have Taurus midheaven. Um, Taurus midheavens, I feel are very lucky because there's an energy with the Taurus midheaven where you are here to create stability for yourself. You are here to experience pleasure. You are here to essentially like you're leaning into abundance and beauty and connection and all of these Venusian type things. But the thing about Taurus is that it it's like slow and steady wins the race. So what I've noticed with a lot of Taurus midheaven people is you guys can be people who can make a ton of money, can be very, very, very wealthy. Um, and not necessarily from not working. Like I've heard that said before where Taurus midheavens are meant to make a lot of money without working. And, and that does happen for some, but it's more so that you guys will find something and you will do it very well. And then you'll be able to accumulate resources. You guys are also really good typically at creating a sense of calm around you. You know, you're the people that the rest of us come to when we need a calm, grounded nervous system. And the ironic thing or maybe it's not even ironic, right? That the Taurus midheaven person has a Scorpio IC and Scorpio IC is really hard, okay? People with the Scorpio IC often have really challenging childhood experiences and um, they get confronted with really dark themes, honestly, very early in life, whether that's from things happening in their literal reality or them just... Sometimes I find that their personality or their constitution can lead towards maybe more moodiness, more darkness, more emotionality, more passion, more depth, right? And so I I think that as much as this sounds ironic, that people who have been through so much darkness um, become such a bright light for others, I don't think that's ironic at all because in order to truly hold space for people, in order to truly make people feel calm and relaxed, you have to be someone that that has either been through that before or has a certain resilience or depth or capacity to go through that, right? And to come out the other side. And so Taurus midheavens um, often are very successful. They're very focused on, on creating stability. And there's this reputation that they have of being someone that is stable, being someone that is reliable, being someone that is receptive, right? Having a Taurus midheaven is really great, especially if you're working with women or you're working in the arts, or if you want to make a lot of money, you know, Taurus midheavens often also do very, very well in business if they can get over the fear, right? Where the Aries midheaven will just jump. The Taurus midheaven will jump when the time is right. And when the moon is in the exact position that feels, you know, they've kind of got to have everything lined up in a way that feels good. And um, that gives them a sense of stability and security. But the Taurus Midheaven person is here to bring more calm and beauty and connection into the world in a really big way. Okay. So then after that, we have the um, 
Gemini Midheaven, which these are our communicators, okay? If you have a Gemini Midheaven, and especially if you're one of my clients, you have heard this before. I tell you guys all the time, you guys need to be podcasting, writing, communicating, speaking, teaching. Like you are here to be our oral storyteller. You are here to share what you know, to exchange information, to build bridges either between people or ideas or communities. So there's an energy with the Gemini Midheaven where you guys are really here to share what you know. And there is a teacher element with the Gemini Midheaven as well as just a like forever student energy too. Gemini Midheaven people often have multiple career paths. So if this is you and you're confused about why you can't just stick with one thing. Um, it's because you have a Gemini midheaven and that part of you is always going to be adaptable. That part of you is always going to be seeking something new or something different or something to learn, right? You are not here to just do one thing and do it really well. You're here to kind of constantly be expanding and doing something different. And this makes sense because the the Gemini Midheaven person has a Sagittarius IC. So their childhood was filled with expansion and hope and optimism and um, growth, right? You would likely, as someone with a Gemini Midheaven, come from a growth-oriented family. And so you're meant to take all of those experiences or all of those things or all of that wisdom. Gemini Midheavens are very, very wise and very inspiring you're meant to take all of that and teach us and to tell us. So it's really important that if you have a fear of sharing your opinion or a fear of telling people what to do or telling people what you think, you have to work through that because in your life, you are going to be somebody that others look to for advice, for guidance, for wisdom, for truth and for information. It's also really important with the Gemini Midheaven that you bring an element of fun and play and um, like socialness into your work as well. You're meant to be the person in the office that everybody knows. You're meant to be the person that can connect person A with person B so that they can create a really great project, right? It. This is also why sometimes I think that the universe pushes Gemini Midheavens to switch jobs or switch careers so often is because that helps you to facilitate that connection too. So if you were in industry A for 10 years, if you could last that long as a Gemini Midheaven, and then you move to industry B and you know people in both of these industries, plus maybe you play pickleball on Saturday and then you have all of these other connections, you're able to facilitate or be this bridge between people that wouldn't normally be able to connect or be in the same circles or spaces. And that is what creates innovation and change. So it's really, really important that you follow that impulse and that you follow that curiosity and that you really trust yourself in that and that you don't force yourself to be someone like a Taurus Midheaven who might find the thing that works really well, make them a lot of money and do that for the rest of their lives, right? It's okay for you to shift gears often and for you to prioritize connection in your work over basically everything. Um, okay. After Gemini, we have cancer. Cancer midheavens are so 
special to me. And I think it's because the gifts that they bring into the workplace are so needed, or even just like, I'm talking a lot about work today because these are the questions I get most often, but really any environment, like a cancer midheaven brings this very special, much needed energy of emotional comfort. Cancer midheavens are very good managers because they're really good at leading and guiding other people. And doing that in a way that is emotionally attuned. So these are not people who are going to tell you what to do or where to be without really understanding you. There's a deep empathy that is in the Cancer Midheaven that isn't necessarily detached from practicality because they have a Capricorn IC. So their childhood experiences or their early life was very practical and very grounded, sometimes too much, you know, sometimes the the cancer midheaven person is so empathetic and compassionate and aware because they didn't receive enough of that in childhood. It's almost like, okay, I wish there had been people around me that had been more attuned to what I wanted or what was best for me. And so I'm never going to put someone in a position to be doing something that doesn't feel right for them, right? It it comes from that lack. But the Capricorn I see childhood experience also gives them a stoicism and a work ethic that is insane. So it's this ironic thing where Cancer Midheaven's sometimes can be those people in your in your friend group or in your community that come across as kind of I wouldn't necessarily say soft I don't know that anyone actually meets a cancer person in real life and considers them to be soft but there is an element of understanding and an element of intuition and an element of like okay, I could tell this person certain things about my life and and they'd be empathetic and understanding and compassionate. But you also get the sense with the Cancer Midheaven that they have a, a no bullshit tolerance too. And I think that blend is what makes them so powerful in our communities. This is like the wise grandmother or you know, that manager that you really respect and and don't want to disappoint, right? That manager that is very understanding about your life and the things that you need, but um, also is going to hold your feet to the fire and make sure that you grow and make sure that you're doing your work, right? There's not an energy of coddling here. It's just an energy of understanding. The other thing with Cancer Midheavens is that um, they tend to go through phases. And so, a bit similar to the Gemini Midheaven is like, I don't want to say that Cancer Midheavens don't stay in the same job or the same career or the same path because they can, but that path will have to go through phases. They go through phases where they're more involved in you know, their outer life and then they go through hermit phases. And I think that that really adds to the wisdom. Something that I've noticed with Cancer Midheavens is that because of that Capricorn IC and then the intuition of the cancer energy, they're very, very intuitive and they're people that we go to for guidance. And so um, those periods of life where they are maybe less available to other people are really important because they're kind of preparing them for the next cycle. I find that cancer midheavens just get better and better with age. They really thrive in their career the older they get. And sometimes Cancer Midheavens 
um, have a deep, deep desire to be a parent. So sometimes these are people where even from a young age, they will say, I don't know that career is really that important to me. I really just want to be a mom or I really just want to be a dad. Or sometimes they'll go into work that is really about nurturing and caring for other people. You'll see them in hospice. You'll see them in childcare. You'll see them as teachers. There's really an energy with the Cancer Midheaven where these are people that um, are very, very good at taking care of, of others. Okay. So I, I love the cancer midheaven energy. It's probably one of my favorite cancer placements because sometimes cancer energy can be a little hard to, um, <laughs> deal with, but in the midheaven, I think it's really, really powerful. Okay. Um, so next we have the Leo midheaven, and this midheaven is exactly what you think it is. It is a fame placement in a sense, not meaning that everyone with a Leo midheaven is going to be famous, but everyone with a Leo midheaven is meant to be seen. So these are the people in your community or your workplace that everybody kind of knows, even if they've never met them. It's like their reputation is larger than life. They also have a tendency to bring a warmth and a heart-centeredness into everything that they do. I love when there is a Leo Midheaven present for meetings or for any type of, you know, collaborative event because they bring this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a a bubbliness into the energy that I think is really, really important. These people are meant to be sparkly. They're meant to be a little bit over the top. They're meant to be eye-catching. They're meant to be seen. They're meant to be shiny. And so sometimes what happens because they have an Aquarius IC, which means that often in childhood they felt like a black sheep or they didn't feel like they belonged. The ironic thing is that many Leo Midheavens were bullied in school or just had experiences of feeling like an outsider. So they don't always actually love the spotlight. This is one of those Midheavens where when I tell people like your Midheaven is in Leo, they hate it. And they go, I do not want this Midheaven. Please get it away from me. Um, but I, I think it's because in childhood there was this authenticity that they naturally had, that's what Aquarius energy is, that kind of separated them from the rest, separated them from other children and made them a little bit different, right? And that uniqueness is what is really important and what is really needed. And so later on in life, that uniqueness becomes their greatest gift. It becomes the thing that we notice in them of like, that person is very authentic. That person is very themselves. That person shows up in a way that other people don't. They don't dilute themselves. They don't make themselves smaller. They, you know, there's really an energy there of, of leaning into their bigness, which is really important. Um, sometimes I see a bit of tall poppy syndrome stuff with Leo Midheaven where they can be so shiny and so expansive and so warm and welcoming and all of these things that other people will try to cut them down that's usually a pretty good sign as a leo midheaven that you are not in the right place because when you're in the right place people will love that part of you people will love how shiny you are people will love just having you around you know you won't experience as much of that jealousy you know um 
And then Leo Midheavens often, if they embrace this part of themselves, can do very well in the arts. So you see a lot of celebrities and musicians and poets and even entrepreneurs, actually, especially entrepreneurs that become kind of widely known will often have a Leo Midheaven or the sun on the MC or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. So the Virgo Midheaven, this is Chantal's Midheaven. So I know this Midheaven <laughs> very well. This Midheaven is really an energy of service. So Virgo Midheavens are really hard on themselves. They often are the most critical of themselves when it comes to work and career. They really feel like they have to save everyone or do everything and they have perfectionistic tendencies. So this is the person in your office that is very specific about how things get done. Um, they're not that way about everything. They're only that way about the things that are really important to them. And they're really good at at leading teams or getting people organized, especially if they can learn how to like not become so crippled by the desire to do everything a certain way. Like if they can learn how to work with that energy and not allow it to own them or control them, they're really um, just great assets to have in any project or environment or anything like that. Virgo midheavens are really here to teach the rest of us how to take things seriously and how to, um, I don't know, there's like a practicality and a body connection. So Virgo midheavens often will end up in some type of healing arts. So nurses, doctors, especially surgeons or anything like that, where they have to be very specific and very, very knowledgeable. This is a really smart midheaven. I think about this with like Chantal. So her, as you guys know, she does work with the Cosmic Laundry now. She owns half of the company. But her work beforehand, she was a military medic, which is uh, the most Virgo midheaven. She has Mars in Virgo as well. Um, it's That's the most Virgo midheaven placement uh, possible. And I joke that she's like our family doctor now because I will call her and be like, okay, I have this thing going on with this, with this, with this. And she'll just know she's like, okay, you need to take this supplement or you need to go to a doctor, you need antibiotics, or she just has so much knowledge in her brain about the body and about what the body requires for healing, right? And that's a very Virgo midheaven thing. So you will see Virgo midheaven people often in health or wellness in some capacity. And if they're not over there, then in their organization, they're kind of like the mom. Like they're kind of like, you look at them or you ask them questions or this is the person that knows exactly where everything is in the office or what needs to get done or they're just very on top of things and the thing that is really interesting about that is that they have a Pisces IC so um, they are some of the most sensitive soft intuitive compassionate artistic people that you will ever meet and sometimes I think that sensitivity is what drives them to take care of everybody and to be so helpful Virgo midheavens love to feel helpful they love to feel useful Chantel literally will <laughs> often 
after a few months of, of working with the cosmic laundry, she'll go, um, I think I need to go do, you know, a month or two of work up north because now that she's not in the military, she does work for, um, mine sites and stuff. So she's essentially there just in case someone gets hurt and she'll go, I just really need to feel like really, really helpful and really useful. And I need to use my skills. That's something that she's very nervous about is like losing her skill set. And that's a Virgo midheaven fear of like, what happens if I need this skill set someday and I don't have access to it because I haven't used it? And so Virgo Midheavens, once they learn something, they tend to retain it because they're always trying to use it. And they're people that are very, very, very helpful. So it's a great Midheaven to have because these people tend to be really successful in, in anything that they do because we really trust them. And not only do we trust that they will take care of us and, and have the skills needed or necessary to do their work. But we also trust them because they have a, a sensitivity and an emotional attunement that is actually very rare in people that are disciplined in the way that Virgo Midheaven people can be. It's also tough because I find that Virgo Midheaven people can really struggle with that Pisces part of themselves that sometimes isn't as disciplined, right? And so they're always trying to find that balance between those two. But Virgo Midheavens are are really, really helpful and supportive to have um, anywhere and in any company and in any business or, or project. Um, okay, Libra Midheaven. This is my Midheaven. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but Libra Midheavens are here to bring connection, beauty, and fairness as well as balance into the world very similar to Taurus but whereas Taurus is about bringing abundance and pleasure and and there's you know a bit more of a um like a groundedness with Taurus Libra is is also very smart it's an air sign um and it's a leader it's a cardinal sign so Libra will take the lead in most situations when it comes to connection so I even think about myself right I love to like host parties or have people at my house I love to make sure that everyone is connected and happy and and doing well and Libra Midheavens will often be the people who are are really good at understanding relationships so whereas Taurus might be a bit more focused on some of the other Venusian qualities Libra Midheavens are really really good negotiators really good at mediation really good at finding balance this is why you'll see a lot of Libra Midheavens as social workers or therapists or coaches which is what I was doing obviously before um, the cosmic laundry and because of that air energy and the attention to detail you'll see Libra Midheavens working as graphic designers or fashion designers or even in the beauty industry quite often because there's an attention to detail there's a a visual or aesthetic component to the Libra Midheaven and so on top of all of that the Libra Midheaven reputation is often one of sweetness. So when I meet people, they automatically, just their first thought usually is like, oh, Giselle is very sweet. Giselle is very nice. Giselle is very kind. And I am those things, but I have an Aries IC. So I'm also very independent and very self-assured and very confident. And that is kind of my foundation or my cornerstone. So when I was younger, I didn't necessarily love this Libra Midheaven because I felt like people um, underestimated me a lot. 
I felt like they underestimated my intelligence. I felt like they underestimated my ability to get shit done. (laughs) And I felt like they underestimated my independence. I am very resourceful and very courageous. Like I have a lot of those Aries qualities um, and really good at just getting things done when they need to get done. But I also have this other side of me as a Libra midheaven that is soft and relationship oriented and empathetic and connection oriented and that thrives in beautiful spaces, right? So the sooner, like I, I wish that I had actually honored some of these Libra MC needs and desires earlier in life because the more I lean into those Libra qualities, um, just the better I feel. So the Libra MC people in your life are going to be the people who are really good at facilitating connection. They're usually very social. They know a lot of people. Um, They tend to be very kind, fair, balanced. They value equality, right? And there's an energy with the Libra MC of being very attuned to aesthetics. So these are often also people where their brands or their businesses or their workspaces will have a certain vibe. You know, when I moved into my house <laughs> and um, I had friends over, like the the thing that people always say when they come to my house is like, oh yeah, this house is becoming Giselleified because there's a very certain aesthetic that I like. There's a very certain vibe. And I bring that into every place that I M. Even my car will have it or my office space or, you know, whatever. And that's a very Libra midheaven thing is to be focused on beauty and to be focused on um, some of those aesthetics and those types of, of things. Um, so yeah, that's the Libra midheaven. Let's do Scorpio. So Scorpio midheaven um, these are often people who lean into crisis work if they don't go into something like paramedics or being a crisis worker or working in the emergency room or something like that. They often will be just really attuned to I don't I don't want to say that their work is dark because it doesn't have to be, but a lot of people who do hospice work or work surrounding grief and death or work around assault or trauma or even like if you think of people in the online space where their energy is really potent and you get the sense of like okay if I work with this coach or I work with this healer like they are going to call me on my shit like there's a fierceness about them that is really really profound and really important they can be a bit intimidating honestly but the ironic thing is that they have a Taurus I see these are people who are very loving and they're they're very calm and they're very stable and um I think that they're able to claim that power so easily because they typically not always but typically had a very stable loving upbringing so they have this fierceness this belief in themselves this willingness to say the things that that other people might not say because they're not afraid of losing anything they tend to know who they are they know who they come from and and there's an inner stability that allows them to create external chaos and that chaos is good so scorpio midheavens will light fire to the things that are not working in our community or in our societies or um just anywhere. So there's an energy with the Scorpio midheaven of being a little bit 
um, intimidating. And the only reason it's intimidating is because they're powerful. These are people that, you know, will tell you where to go and how to get there. You know, they're not going to tolerate disrespect. They're not going to beat around the bush. They're not going to make themselves smaller. Like they really take up space and um, they know what they're good at and they lead with that. So Scorpio midheavens do tend to go into entrepreneurship or they become managers. They usually are in positions of power. It's very hard for a Scorpio midheaven to be in a subordinate position, often because their higher ups tend to be threatened by them. And then there's a lot of power dynamics and like all of those kinds of things. Like everybody just does a lot better when the Scorpio midheaven is in control of themselves and often like in control of others. They're really loving. We have to remember that they care deeply about people. So they're not typically leaders and they're going to take advantage of others they're really really good at creating um a sense of empowerment in any workspace or project that they're in and so i love scorpio midheavens because these are often the people in our communities that other people are a little bit uh wary of and then when you get to know them you're like oh that's just like a big teddy bear <laughs> like that person is honestly the most sweet loyal tender-hearted person Ever. They just care so much about the project or the people that they work with that they are willing to really go to bat for it. And I think that that is really admirable, right? And so if they're not doing that kind of work, like entrepreneurship, coaching, or management, they are typically literally saving lives or um, working with people or helping people or being a healer in those like dark night moments. They're very powerful people. After that, we have the Sagittarius Midheaven, which this is the teacher, right? Sagittarius Midheavens are to are here to inspire and expand. You'll see a lot of them working overseas or working cross-culturally. You'll see Sagittarius Midheavens, um, they kind of play the role of the guru or the philosopher in any work environment that they're in because they have this ability to zoom out and see the bigger picture they're very hopeful. They're very optimistic. We see a lot of Sagittarius midheavens in the online space or even as celebrities because wherever we have Sagittarius in our chart is where we are blessed and where things come a little bit easier. So these are also people sometimes where we look and we're like, wow, like whatever they put their mind to, they're just able to make happen. And it's like luck is on their side. So it's almost like because they believe so deeply in themselves, they're able to just make anything kind of happen. The Sagittarius Midheaven person will often shift careers quite often as well, or they just need to be doing things that are constantly helping to them to expand or grow. You will see a lot of people in the personal development space with Sagittarius Midheavens because that's what Sagittarius is responsible for is that growth and that development and our ability to expand beyond our comfort zone, right? So the Sag Midheaven is really special in that it allows us to really lean into and become the person that we came here to be. So a Sagittarius Midheaven person is going to be that person that inspires you to leave the job that is sucking the life out of you. They're going to be the person that reminds you of your power and your brilliance and what is possible for you, right? There's an energy here of them just being 
very wise, but also very playful and very practical and very light. There's a lightheartedness with Sagittarius that is really important and um, needed. So I would say like in traditional astrology, the Sag Midheaven is often talked about in terms of you know, working with other cultures or working overseas. And that definitely can still happen. But I think because of the internet and because we have access to so much information now without necessarily having to travel, I find that that's not as true anymore. Although Sag Midheaven people do um, thrive or their career does a lot better when they are able to have some type of freedom. So I would bet also that a lot of like digital nomads or people who are really fighting for work from home are Sag Midheavens because they need to have a certain amount of freedom or movability in their career or their work. These are not people who are going to be happy just working a nine to five for the rest of their lives and being like stuck to a desk. That is just not going to feel good for them. Um, And they have a Gemini IC. So they had parents or had a childhood upbringing that really taught them to think about things, to think critical or think critically, to be curious, to always be asking questions. And so they really bring that into their career and into their work. They're very curious people. And that curiosity allows them to always be expanding and evolving and doing something different. I love watching my Sag Midheaven friends because it's like, you really just never know what is on the horizon or what is next for them. And I think that's really cool. Okay, we have three more. This is ending up being a lot longer of a podcast than I was planning. So thank you for being here and listening to all of this. Um, the Capricorn Midheaven is a really great Midheaven placement because the, the Midheaven likes being in Capricorn. Capricorn Midheaven people take their legacy and their path and their dharma very seriously if anyone is going to set up an empire of riches for like future generations, it's the cat mid midheaven. If anyone chose their career path at a really young age, it's a cat midheaven. Like they just take their reputation very seriously and they take their work very seriously. And they are people who are going to figure out like if there is a mountain that they want to climb, they're going to figure out how to climb it. They're going to figure out how to get there. And the thing that's really beautiful about the Cat Midheaven is that everything that they do is for their family. So these are, are people who are very work-oriented, but often very family-oriented as well because they have that cancer I see. So they are very emotionally fulfilled and nurtured through their home life. And so these are people that do everything for their children or their spouse or their friends or their parents. And sometimes that can be a really heavy burden to bear and it's not always easy and sometimes they struggle. Um, but these are people that are here to be an authority in their field. You know, whatever they choose to do with their lives, we look at them and we trust them like blindly. Like it's they just have this energy of, okay, that person knows what they are talking about and they also take their work very seriously and I can trust them. And so Capricorn Midheavens tend to do really well in life because of that sense of responsibility that they have, um, because of that sense of trust that others have towards them. And then because that cancer I see gives them something to fight for 
or something to work towards. You know, there's a lot of meaning in their lives typically, and um, they just thrive because of it. So the Capricorn Midheaven is a very good Midheaven placement to have, especially if you're one of those people that just has very big dreams and really wants to do big, expansive, beautiful things on the planet. Um, and you'll you'll often see cat midheavens as managers or bosses or leaders um, or like entrepreneurs or things like that as well, although not always. The Aquarius midheaven is really needed right now, um, but leaning into the Aquarius midheaven can be challenging because a, your career is going to be shifting and changing all the time. There's a bit of an unpredictability with the Aquarius Midheaven. There's a bit of an energy here of like, I don't know what's next. And it can kind of feel like floating. But if you have an Aquarius Midheaven, you are not here to do something that's been done before. And you're not here to fit into any box. And you're not here to do things the way that other people do them. Even if like, you could choose to have the most normal vanilla career, but you're just still going to find a way to do it in your own unique way. So Aquarius midheavens often don't find their thing or lean into their thing until they do a certain amount of deconditioning work. I always, you know, recommend that Aquarius midheavens learn their human design, learn their astrology and start to lean into that because there's a certain amount of authenticity that is required for your career to really take off. If you're playing small or you're hiding or there's parts of you or your identity that you are not fully owning, that's going to be felt. You know, this is the only midheaven sign where you need to to worry about being authentic. Everyone right now is so obsessed with being authentic and showing up fully and being their full selves in their workplace. You don't need to do that. Most of us don't need to do that. But Aquarius midheavens do because they are here to be a beacon of what is possible when we live outside of any conditioning, when we allow ourselves to just be ourselves. And so Aquarius midheavens often have really interesting careers, the, the type of work that you look at and you're like, I still don't understand what you do. <laughs> like it's, it's that kind of thing. Or they have a very unpredictable career path. Sometimes this is people where, you know, they can choose a very normal career, but they go from point A to point Z to point D. Like it's kind of all over the place and that's how they like it. So there's just an energy of unpredictability or it could be a very eccentric energy. I do find that in the new paradigm, Aquarius midheavens are thriving because there's a lot more space for making money online or doing some of these other things. And there's a lot more um, acceptance or tolerance around those things. Aquarius midheavens also really thrive in online work and online spaces. So if you have an Aquarius midheaven and you don't you know, you're not utilizing that, that would be a piece of advice I'd give you is like, get into the online space and find your people. Because there's another element of the Aquarius Midheaven that is about vision and community and building the world that you desire to live in. So if there is something that you feel really strongly about, it's also really helpful to build your career or build your life around that and to um, kind of make bringing that energy or that awareness into the mainstream or into the world. A lot of dreamers have an Aquarius midheaven. A lot of politicians, especially politicians that began as advocates or 
activists, right, often will have Aquarius midheaven because there's an energy here of being 20 steps ahead of the collective and wanting to create a different world. So it's a very needed midheaven sign, but it does require embracing whatever it is about you that is different or ahead of the times. And then lastly, we have the Pisces midheaven, which, you know, if I could make one wish for all Pisces midheavens, it would be that you guys did not have to work at all because you guys are our dreamers, our poets, our channelers, our, I don't, there's a, an ethereal quality to the work that you do. There's a softness to the work that you do. And I think that if we lived in a society where certain people didn't have to go out and make money to put food on their table, we'd have maybe more philosophical breakthroughs or we'd have more empathy or understanding in the world because with the Pisces Midheaven, you are really here to remind us of some of these Piscean qualities of compassion, of empathy, of romance, of art, of fantasy, of hope, of inspiration. So there's a, a really important thing with the Pisces Midheaven where whatever you do, you have to be allowed to dream in that thing. If you are in a, a work environment where you kind of just have to go from A to B and follow certain rules and there's no space for hope or inspiration or play or art um, or or creativity or thinking outside of the box, you're going to feel very stifled. You're going to feel very disconnected from yourself. So I would say for, for Pisces Midheavens, it's really important that you do find a workplace that is very allowing and that um, honestly isn't too corporate. Like I would actually love to hear from Pisces Midheavens if any of you are in corporate, like how you're making that work. I mean, you have a Virgo IC, so you have the capacity to do those things and you have the capacity to be in corporate and to um, cross your T's and dot your I's. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that people are going to perceive you as someone who has more to offer than that. And in some workplaces, like those Piscean qualities might not even be honored. So you might be perceived as too sensitive or too much of a dreamer or too empathetic or whatever. But I would say with the Pisces Midheaven, it's really important that you honor those qualities and those that those qualities are, are strengths and that you really see them as strengths. And I would bet that a lot of our greatest artists, poets, therapists, that's another really good uh, career path for Pisces, healers, because Pisces is the healer as well, um, a lot of our, our best people in those fields or those industries have a Pisces midheaven because the Pisces midheaven allows you to think outside of the box a little bit and to dream. And there's a, a deep spiritual connection with Pisces, an ability to kind of be given um, information or wisdom that comes right from the, the divine. So it would also, like if you're someone with a Pisces midheaven and you're kind of on the fence of whether or not to build a spiritual business, and you're being called to that, I would say of everybody, <laughs> Pisces Midheavens are the most um, equipped for that, for spiritual business. So that would be something that I think would be really good for you. Okay. Okay. So we're going to wrap up there. That is a, I was going to say a brief intro into the, the Midheaven, but that's a bit longer than I 
I had planned. If you have any other questions or there's something else that you want to know, uh, there's a good chance it's covered in, in Radiant Design, but you can also just send me a DM on Instagram and I will maybe try to cover it in a future episode. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Happy Friday. I hope that you have a great weekend and we will chat next week. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of our community. If you want to help us to grow, you can share this episode on your Instagram, share it with your friends. If you do that and you tag us so I can see it, I would love it. I'd just be so, I get so happy every time I hear about how the podcast is impacting you. Really, that's the only thing that keeps me going and keeps me creating with the podcast because it is so much work sometimes but I just love hearing from you and if there's any guests that you want me to have on the podcast any topics you want me to cover just reach out to me send me a dm and we will add it into the content list hope you guys have a great week bye everyone